Welcome into the Joshua Perry Show. This podcast is, of course, starring former Ohio State linebacker, national champion, captain, NFL player, Joshua Perry. I am Dave Biddle. Joshua, welcome into the show. Great to talk to you as always. Always a great time on the show. Um, you know, the one thing everybody's talking about after the spring game on Saturday, other than you guys getting uh, introduced as uh, national champions from five years ago, I can't believe it's almost been five years. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later, but I, I do want to talk about the quarterbacks, uh, you know, especially on Bucknuts. I'm sure pretty much every Ohio State site. They, a lot of fans are freaking out about Justin Fields. They're like four of 13 and this and that. And, you know, you know, and what would the stats look like if not for the 98 yard pass to Ben Victor? Um, it was 13 passes in a, in a touch football game scrimmage. I, I just don't think you can take too much away from it. Just what did you take away from, from what you saw from Justin Fields? Yeah, I mean, just, you know, observing from the lens that I typically observe through, it was really hard for me to get into a rhythm even watching the spring game. You know, there's, it's hard to get into a drive when you're, you're not tackling, when there's no momentum plays, nothing like that. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't read too much into it. I think that this was a display for the fans more than anything else. You know, it's a gathering. As we saw, there was a lot of pageantry, guys getting introduced and, you know, ring ceremony and all that other kind of stuff. And that's more so what it is than um, a true lens of evaluation. There were obviously some great performances, but I'm not going to look too far into the, the, you know, how Justin Fields performed on Saturday. Um, he's done a great job all spring. He's going to have all summer to work, and he's going to go into training camp uh, probably as the guy who they're going to be looking to take the keys of that offense. So, um, you know, performance aside, I think he's going to be just fine. Yeah, what have you – I mean, you know, it's one practice out of 15, the spring game. Um, what have you heard? What have you seen all spring? And even winter conditioning, just how how do you feel like he's acclimated? How do you feel like um, he performed throughout spring? Yeah, I mean, you just hear that he's the guy. Um, you, you know, talk about leadership. They talk about all the physical tools that he has, how explosive of an athlete he is, the way that he can get the ball around the field. So um, those are all positive things that you look forward to. He's young. You know, I keep saying it. I think people need to understand whoever the starting quarterback is going to be. If it's Matt Baldwin, that's a young guy. So there's going to be some hiccups. If it's Justin Fields, he's a young guy. So there's going to be some hiccups. Like either one of those guys, they're going to go through their ups and downs. Um, so I'm really not too worried about it from that standpoint. I think Justin Fields is going to gel well with the offense. Players already like him. I think the coaches already like what he brings to the table in terms of his preparation, maturity level, et cetera. So, um, again, It'll be interesting to see how summer camp unfolds, you know, how he's going to be able to grind through the dog days. But I, I mean, just from my lens, I feel like he's going to be just fine. That's great news and great insights. Um, I always love knowing how the players feel about, especially a kid coming in that has so much hype before he even steps on campus. It's good to know that he's being well received by the players that by his teammates. That tells me a lot. Um, Matthew Baldwin, let's talk about him a little bit. He got tons of reps. I, I say that, um, you know, it's it's hard to tell too much about Fields from the spring game with only 13 passing attempts. Well, Baldwin had like 32 passing attempts. I thought he was okay. I mean, he had the two interceptions, but I thought overall he, he threw the ball pretty well. Just what, what are you hearing about Matthew Baldwin overall? Yeah, I mean, I thought he made a couple of really good plays throwing the ball, so it was great to see that. Um, you, you, you almost wonder if it was one of those situations where they had him taking so many reps just so they could keep him engaged and interested with the program, just so fans could really see that. Hey, you know, we've got Justin Fields, but we also got this other guy who's pretty good, and everybody should be excited about what we have going on. And then, you know, I think Ryan Day is truly calling the plays for the offense in the spring game, but you've got two different teams going. You've got two different guys 
who they had as head coaches for those teams and their offensive staffs, who had probably a little bit of a different philosophy on how they wanted to do things. Maybe they had a little bit of a different philosophy on what guys they wanted to see. You know, maybe they wanted to see Matt Baldwin throw the ball around more. Maybe they didn't need to see Justin Fields do it as much. And so, yeah, I feel like you can't read too much into anything. And to be completely honest, I mean, for me, it's just it's hard to watch the spring game knowing that the tempo is a little bit off, knowing that the teams are a little bit diluted. Whereas you go into practice, um, you're able to see that. And I think it's just a, a higher tempo. You get good on good more often. So, again, uh, we read into a lot of these things because for many people, it's the only thing they get to see in the spring. But um, as I watch it, I kind of understand it through a, a different viewpoint. And so um, you see a guy go out there and make a couple plays. Of course, he had a couple of bad plays. He probably wanted back. But understanding that he had himself a pretty good spring, too. It's always fun seeing the, the real young guys out there. Um, we'll, we'll switch from the quarterbacks, you know, the, the guys that are really trying to make a name for themselves. Um, I guess some of these guys already have a big name, like Garrett Wilson came up with a ton of hype. But, man, he's living up to it. He had a great touchdown catch that, you know, thrown by Matthew Baldwin. Pretty good coverage by Seven Banks, and they're good yeah. Garrett Wilson just going up over him like Randy Moss. You got mossed. Um, <laughs> I mean, Garrett Wilson, what, do you, uh, just, what have you heard about him all spring and just your thoughts on how he played Saturday? Yeah, I mean, that play right there kind of explains who he is as a player. Um, just able to go up and get the ball. It's hard for young players to track the ball like that um, and be able to make those plays just timing-wise, make those plays in traffic, et cetera. But uh, strong hands, really good ability, just making plays on the ball. Um, everybody's talked about how mature he is for such a young player and how much potential he has, even though he's, you know, he's pretty polished for a young player. So I'm excited to see what kind of path he goes down throughout his college career because he's got the ability to fill out his frame a little bit, get bigger and faster, refine his route tree. But as it stands right now, he's going to be a guy who will be able to get some meaningful minutes this fall and hopefully make a lot of plays for the Buckeyes. I'm not just saying this because I'm talking to you. I love seeing young men from the Columbus area do well. And Jalen Gill seems to be a guy that has, as Urban Meyer used to say, a lot of positive momentum in his life right now. They're using him a lot at H-back. Looks like he's going to be the backup to KJ Hill there, and they use a deep rotation. What are you hearing about Jalen Gill? Yeah, so um, it's exciting to see Jalen step into that role. Um, the H-back role was going to be a little bit of a question mark because, uh, you know, Paris Campbell really did that, and he had a very unique skill set with his speed and his size. Um, I think KJ's got the size, and he's um, really elusive, but I don't think that he's got the explosion that Paris has. Jalen Gill's a guy who's going to be able to come in and be a little bit more explosive in that role, so it's good to see him doing that. Um, a player who I think everybody's kind of excited about because he was one of those guys who was hyped up during recruiting. They talked about what kind of player he could be. Um, obviously, you know, being of, of, you know, local celebrity, of course, people in Columbus already have eyes on you. So um, they're following his career. For me, I think that he'll bring some much needed explosion into that room. He'll be able to provide some things that um, other players can't do. And I want to ask you about Master Teague as well. I mean, I thought Marcus Crowley played well, and it's really tough to tell when running backs aren't, aren't you know, they're not even tackling, I mean, how well they really play. But I thought Master Teague looked really good. Uh, again, what, what are you hearing overall about Master Teague? Yeah, Master Teague's interesting. I think the thing that you hear about him is he's a grinder. He's a guy who does everything that you ask him of the program. And uh, that's something that he has to do because when I look at him, 
he might not be as physically gifted in terms of explosion and speed as some of the guys that are in that running back room. He's got very good size to him. I think that he has a very good understanding of the game. Uh, so it's really exciting to watch him come around. I think whether it was a week or two ago, we had talked about the running back room and some of the expectations there where we all know that J.K. Dobbins is a guy. But, you know, there, there's a couple of guys in Crowley and Master Teague who are going to be pushing for playing time. And I said Teague is going to be a guy who's going to be able to change up the offense a little bit for you because he's going to provide a different pace and a different way that he runs the ball. And maybe he's not going to get you the big explosive play where he's running away from people, but he's going to be able to get you some really good yardage. So um, exciting for him just because I know how much work he puts into it. Defensively, um, I don't know how much you really paid attention to um, schematics for a spring game when they're not even tackling. But you know, I didn't see much bullet. You know, I didn't see Brendan White out there very much. Was that you think that was just the defensive coaches not wanting to put too much on film with the kind of the new position, so to speak? Or what, what, what do you make out of that? That was definitely on purpose. Uh, spring game playbooks are so watered down that, you know, you, you rarely get to see any of the, the things that you actually want to see in terms of scheme. Um, Brendan White is going to be a guy that I'll have my eye out for because I think that he's carving out a role with that bullet position. But um, it'll be interesting to see what other ways they want to use him within that defense because even though he's starting to get thicker and gaining weight, I think that he can play in the back end of the defense um, I think he should be a guy that could be on the field. Um, so mentally for him, how he handles uh, playing such a specialized role, but also what the defensive staff sees in terms of opportunity. But um, like I said, I, I think it's really hard to watch the spring game just because, you know, it's it's not true football. Like it's not what you see in practice, not what you'll see in the fall. Uh, it's more of an exhibition, kind of letting guys run around. So I, I didn't look too much into what they were doing on defense either. Good chance to let the punter, uh, you know, yeah. talk to his girlfriend and things Absolutely. of that nature. Uh, yeah, it's I'm with you 100. percent I mean, I've covered so many of these over the years, and you know, I'm as guilty as anybody. We we get excited, we want to hype guys up, but uh, you can't look too much into the spring game. Um, you know, as as you look at um, the linebacker position, um, what stands out to you the most leaving spring? Is it? It seemed to me like a lot of questions were not answered as far as the depth chart, but. They also have a ton of guys that are in the mix, so that's a good thing. Just uh, what stands out the most about the linebackers? Opportunity. That's what stands out the most to me. Because you've got guys, Pete Warner, I think, has been much improved in these spring practices, and I think that he's really starting to develop as a player. And he was a guy, obviously, who people wanted more out of. I think he's going to be able to deliver that, so that was good. Tough Borland was a guy that everybody had questions about, and I think that he was improved up until the point where he kind of dinged up his knee. Um, and as I understand it, he's going to be just fine. Um, laterally right now, his knee is not great. So they just didn't want to push him, but it's not anything out of the ordinary in terms of his injury, but that opened up an opportunity for a guy like Taraja Mitchell. Uh, so, you know, we'll see how that plays out and we'll see who has the momentum and who's going to get the nod in terms of opportunity to start um, training camp, and then who's going to come out with the job at the end of training camp. Uh, for me, Baron Browning was a guy who I wish was healthy because I would have loved to see what kind of noise he could have made. Um, you know, he had his little hamstring deal throughout spring, and it kind of made it tough to really evaluate who he was as a player in this new system. And I think that was a big question for a lot of people because here you got a five-star guy, very highly touted with some tools and abilities, um, and we didn't get a ton of buzz around him just because of the nature of his injury. And then 
when you look at just the rotation, like we, we think Malik Harrison's the guy, but I've been saying it, you know, there's six or seven guys right now for three spots. That's a really, really tough position to be in. And when you really look at it, it's, it's more like five or six guys for two spots. Dallas Gant has done a great job and he's developed and he's growing as a player. So opportunity is the word coming out of spring. Who is able to seize momentum? Who is able to seize opportunity? And moving forward, who's going to be able to capitalize off of the opportunities that they've already been given? A lot of talent in the room, that's for sure. Um, speaking of talent in the room, this defensive line, my God, we've seen some deep, just excellent, outstanding defensive lines. This one might be right up there with the best as far as the depth. And you got guys like Antoine Jackson and Zach Harrison and Javante Jean Baptiste that might be third teamers. You know, you're stacked. I mean, just, I mean, what comes to mind when you think of this defensive line and just how good can they be this year, Joshua? Yeah, I mean, you know, you lose Draymond Jones and you lose Nick Bosa, who are, you know, two guys who are going to be very highly drafted. And you, most teams will be like, all right, now what in the hell are we going to do about that? <laughs> Whereas at Ohio State, you're like, all right, we're just going to go find new ones. And I'm not saying that those guys are going to be those types of players, but we've got a really good opportunity to have some really good players. And for me, I think it starts with, uh, some of the older guys up there, B.B. Landers, uh, Davon Hamilton, Chase Young being able to step up and be leaders. I'm super excited personally about Chase Young because I think he has the perfect opportunity to become that true breakout guy that people kind of wanted him to be last year when Nick got hurt. Um, you know, it's, it's always hard to be able to step in and, and break out in a role where you weren't expecting to have as many minutes or as many snaps. Now he's fully expected to be the guy. So he's training like that. He's preparing like that. He's studying like that, et cetera. Um, I'm super excited to see how he develops. When you talk about great lines, I think the one thing that you really look at is the depth, the ability to rotate, the ability to have guys fresh on passing downs, all those kinds of things. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing how we're able to create a rotation, maybe some different personnel groupings to let these guys get after it. I want to ask you about Jocelyn Wind. He's a guy who's a third-year sophomore last year, played a lot early, and didn't play well at safety. Eventually, he was just a special teams guy by the end of the year. Um, and a lot of people, myself included, you know, may, maybe kind of uh, had written him off coming into spring, at least as a guy that was really in the mix for playing time defensively. Uh, he had a good spring game. Again, it's a spring game. But um, what are you hearing about Jocelyn Wind? Could he be? I know he's been playing the bullet position behind uh, Brendan White. Do you think Jocelyn Wind could be a guy that could help the Buckeyes this year defensively or no? momentum so that's what he's got going for him right now um he's going to be a guy who's going to be able to push and, and challenge a little bit um i don't know if he'll exactly be able to break through but um having as many guys ready to go is going to be great and i think that this system change has really helped him um his skill set's been able to shine the way that they're asking these safeties to play and so again competition's going to be fierce but he's got momentum which is always good coming out of spring I've got to ask you now, as promised, about the 2014 National Champions being honored. That was so cool seeing you guys out in the field, just grinning ear to ear, all of you guys. Some of you guys probably have seen each other recently. Some of you guys might have haven't seen each other in a while. A uh, combination of, of both. Um, how how that was so cool to see that. Um, describe the feeling being down there, and how did all of that come together? Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, a lot of guys in town. I didn't even know that um, they were going to recognize anybody. Uh, except for the ring ceremony. So that was really cool. Uh, for us, what was exciting was throughout the spring game, we were on the sidelines. We had players from kind of all different generations of Ohio State football out there. 
and it's a true brotherhood. And even if you don't know somebody, you feel like you already know them. And so it was really cool to see that, you know, like for me, what was awesome is seeing a guy like Darren Lee, who I was super close with in college and just haven't seen in a little while, um, being able to catch up with those kind of guys, seeing a dude like Chase Ferris, who uh, was a very pivotal part of the success that we had um, my last two years in college, just the way that he was able to go out there and work and make a name for himself. Haven't seen that guy in a while. So it was really cool to spend time catching up with him. Um, it's, it's just amazing. You know, Coach Meyer always said it, and we kind of chuckled at it, but it's true. The shitty teams, people don't come back. They, nobody recognizes them. They don't dap each other up. They don't come and watch practice. Nobody's name's up on the wall in the facility. But the really good teams always have a bond. They always have a reason to come back, and that was it for us. Was we had some really good players down there off of some great teams, and we all had a reason to be back there, kind of showing each other love, spending some time with the young guys on the current team, and catching up. Took me aback a little bit. I was like, "Man, it's going to be five years already." This like, I guess, fall, winter. I mean, it's flown by, man. Can you believe it's almost going to be five years? Yeah, I'm I'm an old dog now. I'm dating. You know, it's it's it's, it's getting me. It's getting me. Oh, well, it, it was so cool to see. And, um, you know, just um, as you look ahead, last thing before I let you go, um, as you look ahead to this season, I mean, there, there's a lot of unknowns about this team, but I also feel like this team's going to be really good. The schedule in the Big Ten is tough. I mean, their non-conference schedule is not that tough, but, you know, crossover games at Nebraska is going to be tough, at Northwestern, Wisconsin coming here to Columbus. Um, just what are your what's your expectation level for the 2019 Buckeyes? A lot of wins, a lot of success. Um, think some growing pains in between, but I think these guys have enough talent on the roster and they have a good enough coaching staff to get them to 10, 11 wins this year. I'm pretty confident of that. Anything short of that, I'd be uh, really, really surprised. I mean, you're looking at a brand new starting quarterback and you're looking at a first year head coach. So you, you know, you got to kind of hedge your risk there, but at the same time, like, I mean, if these guys lost more than two games in the regular season, realistically, I think a lot of people would be surprised. To me, if they lose more than one game, I'm going to be kind of like, whoa, what's going on? Um, it's just the amount of success that we've seen in the past, and I think the regard in which I think of the players that we have here. Um, but, again, I say that there's going to be a ton of success. There's going to be a lot of growing pains. Like the defense probably game one isn't going to be perfectly fixed and everybody's going to be – 100% assignment sound. There's not going to be a big run play that happens. Like those things tend to happen. And Justin Fields is probably going to have a game where he goes out and throws a couple of picks and we're going to have to rely on our defense to make plays. We're going to have to rely on our running game. Those things are absolutely going to happen. But the expectation as a whole is that these guys are going to be very successful. Um, they'll put themselves in a position to be a playoff team. If not, they're going to be in a New Year's Six Bowl game. Yeah.